Are you a parent in business that wants to learn digital marketing the right way? So you've got an amazing business and you want to shout it from the rooftops. You want everyone to know about it and you want to generate consistent revenue. You love the idea of your business working for you whilst you are busy making memories with your family. The one thing stopping you is digital marketing. From SEO to blogging, from creating your own digital courses to creating podcasts that parents will love. My Bumped Baby has the solution. We have launched our Digital Marketing Academy and it is designed for parent-focused business owners to grow and scale their business with ease. Our academy can be accessed from anywhere on any device, which means as a busy parent in business, you can learn on the go with our bite-sized straight-to-the-point videos. Join us today by visiting the link below and have seven-day free trial on us to see if the area is right for you. Click the link under this podcast to start benefiting today and access our training right away. We look forward to seeing you in there and teaching you everything you need to know about digital marketing for parent-focused businesses. Hello and welcome to My Bumped Babies Expert podcast where we bring experts from all over the UK to answer your questions on everything pregnancy to preschool. Hello everybody and welcome to My Bumped Babies Expert podcast. Today I am delighted to be joined by Jennifer McKenzie and we're going to be talking all about sex and relationships after children. So hello Jennifer and welcome to my podcast. I'm really looking forward to talking to you today about sex after children. So hello, welcome. Would you mind sharing a little bit about you? I'm Jennifer McKenzie. Uh, First and foremost, I'm a mum of four. I have four beautiful humans that I've brought into the world. Two um, are adults now and two are uh, 10 and 12. And I am a holistic coach and a somatic therapist. And the main bulk of what I do on a day-to-day basis within my business, Lunar Spirit Wellbeing, is that I help people rediscover themselves. I work a lot on uh, self-discovery. I work a lot with the healing trauma from the body and helping people to, to shed the past to shed those layers of conditioning, help them to understand that their limiting beliefs are not their beliefs and and to move forward from difficult situations. Definitely. That, that's really interesting. So a mum of four, firstly, I just want to give you a clap because I honestly, when I went from what one to two actually wasn't as bad as what I thought, but going from zero to one for me, 
I was like, oh my goodness. I like pictured, you know, maternity leave, I'd be strolling down the street, hair all okay, because I've got, you know, all the time in the world. But actually, I was definitely a mum bun, hair in, um, you know, that kind of thing, grease ball, probably a bit of snot in there, a bit of sick, you know, the usual. Oh, no, no. Sorry. <laughs> um, and I, I just, well, you said yeah, that, go I just on. remembered. When my first born, who's now, she's going to be 22 this year. So I just got back in my nice jeans, right? So I was getting her ready as a baby to go out. And she projectile pooed all down me. And that is just, you know, that's typical. You start feeling yourself again. You're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go back oh, yeah. out. I'm looking and fly in my nice jeans again. And then, no, baby's yeah. got another idea. Shit all down you. Oh, oh, do you know, I know, do you know, recently, actually, this, sorry, I'm completely going off tangent, but recently I took my little one, went out for a, a meal at a restaurant with family that we'd not seen for a very long time, and uh, she just decided diarrhea was was coming out, it was coming out, so anyway, that was fine, took her to the bathroom, and I could tell it was a messy one, anyway, it was all over her, all over her clothes, then all over the taps, then all over the actual room. I just didn't know what to do. She had no clothes. I had to bring her out. Oh, it was hell. Anyway, it's traumatic, that, actually. It reminds me. Oh, yeah, I can still smell it, actually. So uh, so today we want to talk a bit about sex after children because I do think it's something that people want to hear other stories around, but then they're, they're quite shy to share it themselves and think oh is what i'm going through normal and is it not so what's your take on on sex after relationships i mean i've always had a really high sex drive and i'm very open about talking about these sorts of things and i don't you know no holds barred for me so <laughs> um same here same here <laughs> and, and, but what i would say is how i felt the first time around is that your body changes so much. You know, I was pregnant at 19 and I was running two pubs and and we had a pretty um, active life, uh, so really active social life and an active sex life. I mean, we were quite experimental and things like that. And, and it was it was fun and um, and we had a we had a good time. But then, you know, you you throughout pregnancy, you're like, when, with my first, it was like, oh, is it going to hurt the baby and all this stuff? And, and, and no, it doesn't. And But then afterwards, obviously, you your your body changes so much. And I was breastfeeding as well. So there wasn't really that much room for it, like, early on. So I was breastfeeding her and my body had changed. I didn't have stitches, but it, you know, everything's a bit sore down there for quite a long time after you had a child. So for me, it was, I'm trying to cast my mind back, you know. <laughs> I know, it feels like years ago. I've <laughs> suddenly got a mind blank. Um, yeah. But I think it, it was more of like a confidence about my body that changed. And it was, well, are they going to still find me attractive if, you know, after I've had a baby, after I've got loose skin and, and some stretch marks and um, my, my body shape has changed, 
is my partner still going to find me attractive? When am I going to find time? You know, you got a, I had a baby that woke up during the night, like most um, little babies do. Um, and I think the, the kind of the first six months was more about adjusting to having the baby and, and sex and, and that was put on a back burner. But what you can, you know, what you can still have is that intimacy and you can still have um, that connection but maybe not like through intercourse, through different ways, you know, like through sharing um, some more time together, like, you know, kissing, cuddling um, and things like that. Um, for me, it was like, well, if I'm not kind of, if that's not happening in my relationship, is my partner going to go elsewhere? You know, are they going to get bored? Because it's not just a change for one parent. It's a change in the whole dynamic of that relationship. Um, and there's no going back either, is there? It's not like, oh, right, actually, you know, let's put the baby back in. <laughs> so, so yeah, so it's a change. And it, it's a change that is a long-term change, isn't it? it? It looks different to each relationship. And, and for me, I, so the second time around was a lot different because I was um, sort of more on my own. And so, you know, sex was just, it was not even in the equation. And I, I then went back to work. So I had two, um, two girls under five. Well, no, one was five and one was um, like two. So, and then I was working full time as well. So it, and I was single, so it, it set a few and far between yeah. I got lucky on a date or something I know what you mean yeah and then and then obviously there's other other things that you can use to kind of you know get yourself going if you know what I mean in, in yeah. that department um but but with with the um sex I find that is it is a lot a lot of mums I speak to tend to be quite insecure after like yeah. what you mentioned um and also a bit nervous about actually even the first time of going and doing it it's yeah. scary isn't it and it's like oh will yeah. it be the same will it not and you could start to second guess and also you've got less time to take care of you haven't you when you've got a baby so then you sometimes might not feel as sexy and as good yeah. as you felt so before. you know your partner's coming in say like you know a heterosexual relationship right your partner's coming in from work and this nor right i don't want to standardize here but most relationships so the majority of relationships are male female heterosexual relationships and and it falls on the woman most of the time to to take on majority of the child care and the house care so if you're in one of these relationships where suddenly you you feel like you have another child because you're picking you're you're picking up after your partner and stuff like that as well that become the, the, where's where's the sec, where's the desire where's the sexual attraction there um, and if you're at the end, you know, when they get home, if you, you, like you said, you got your hair up in a bun and you're like, you know, you've got the, the designer sick patch down, down your shoulder. You're not going to feel attractive, are you? So what? And when you've been picking up their crap all day as well, you probably hate them a little bit as well it's when they come home. <laughs> towards them. Um, and if they, they just go, right, um, 
I remember like my partner at the time, it would be like going to work and coming back and then it would be like, oh, I'm just going to pop out to the pub. I'm like, what, excuse, sorry, what? <laughs> sorry, what? Like, you know, not that I'm a controlling person, but it's like, well, I, it would fall on me to be like, well, I need to arrange childcare. I need to ask to go to the shop now or something. And it's like suddenly I felt like I had the the weight of all this responsibility on my shoulders and and I it really did like change my life so much especially when I had the two um and I had postnatal depression after my second and and I and, and I've been through some I've been through a horrible breakup and everything as well so and I didn't give my myself chance to heal from that um, and I started drinking a lot. I started drinking a lot. Um, so I was working like a full-time job in corporate sales. So, uh, and I had to be on the ball. I, it was stressful. I had targets to meet. I had, um, it was on, I had a quite a low basic and then it was mostly commission based. So if I didn't perform, I didn't get enough money and stuff like that. So I had all those stresses and, and then I, I used to get home kid put the kids to bed and I'd crack open the wine because I you know it, it, and it was and then I'd go on like dating sites or whatever because I was craving connection I was craving connection and 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 it's that that's one thing that can happen like when when you have children um even if you are in a relationship or whether you're single you, 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 one of our basic needs is connection, is no, another human touch, another human connection, another adult to talk to. Um, and it can feel quite lonely, even if you are in, in that, in that relationship, because you, you're like, you're so caught up with got to do this, got to do that, got to sort this out, got to sort that out. And, and then where does that time come for you and your partner? or you as a human being to have that connection and have that physical touch and that, and that time to, to just be you because our roles change so much. It's like we put our mum hat on, we put our work hat on, we put our partner hat on. And it's like, you know, where does the time come for me to just be Jen? Like, and that's so, so important. When I'm working with, with people, um, I really, really like, say this is so important to have that time whatever your situation is to have that time where you spend just with yourself and connecting with yourself and and I, I see a lot of people and even I lost myself like I lost myself completely mm. I did yeah first time round, I had postnatal depression because my son he came early and it really honestly traumatized me the whole thing traumatized me even now when I think about it I think oh it still is like I mean the second time around was a, a lot of a, a lot nicer experience but it's it's you feel just I mean I felt really lonely during maternity leave even though my husband is lovely and but he was at work all day and I just had this baby this baby there that like you know that I, I was so down around and I didn't know if I was doing it right and then I was second guessing myself and then by the end of the day, my poor husband would come home and I'd have a face like thunder because I'd just be like, get me out of this situation. I just need a release from being a carer or I was exhausted. And the thing is, when you're lonely and you feel down and you don't know you feel like that, 
sometimes you can want to do the opposite. So my friends would say, oh, you're coming out today. No, it's almost like you wallow in this kind of self hatred i suppose that's how i felt at the time and uh it can be really hard to recognize if you're actually going through that postnatal depression yeah. as well can't you? yes and then then you build up that resentment and then where where does that leave sex like where does that leave so how did you feel like when you know when that come to the end of the day where did that leave you know time or or energy for or desire even for sex yeah, I mean, that's it, because you're exhausted by the end yeah. of the day, aren't you? Um, so, I mean, I've always had a high sex drive, like you as well, really. Um, but after kids, I found it quite hard to kind of get the time in there. So it sounds a bit funny, this, but um, we actually had set days. I know that sounds a bit strange, but, you know, to make sure that, you know, you know, you get really frisky and you get in the mood because when you do it you're like i want to do that more actually it's great but it's just finding you, that we, time we push it aside because we think we haven't got time um and it doesn't become a priority in our relationship and then when we do it it's like we should do that more often it was great <laughs> Yeah. we do that tomorrow and the next day and the next day i know it's just getting into that mode isn't it of feeling sexy i suppose and yeah. like you want to do that because a lot of the time it's us being critical of ourselves yeah. as well like oh i don't i don't smell the best or i don't look the best or you know um and and or i've not showered i've not had a chance to get in the shower today and you know it's uh that kind of thing I think as this well is where communication is going to be key to keeping that relationship alive and keeping that relationship healthy because if so then if you start not communicating i mean i built up loads of resentment and i ended up leaving my partner because um we had two small children because i was like enough's enough man like he was out drinking all the time and like and not coming home till maybe like a day later or something i was like yeah i was like nah man that's just this isn't what i signed up for and it's all right for you to go, you know, large it with your friends, turn your phone off and then like, and you've got my car, <laughs> which has my car, which has like the buggy in it or whatever. And and I was like, you know, this has got to change. Like you're not coming to any family things with me anymore. Um, and, and I don't think that we had that, looking back now, I don't think that we had that healthy connection and I built up resentment. Um, and, you know, I don't think he was communicating his needs and I was trying to communicate mine, but I was like, well, this isn't, this isn't what, you're not respecting me. So, I'm like, you know, after eight years of being together and that broke my heart, absolutely broke my heart. So then I was just trying to like be strong and deal with that whilst then, you know, looking after my girls and, and trying to get ahead in my career so you know trying to do all of the things and and it actually led to a huge breakdown if i'm honest um because i didn't i didn't go and get that help and and i'm one of these people that just stay strong just stay strong just keep going just keep going just keep going and and that's not sustainable for for any human being just to keep going and pushing all that trauma and that um upset down and and for me it led to a a massive breakdown and i tried to to take my life like yeah yeah, like, yeah. but it, it, these are the things that are not really talked about a lot 
um, um, and I I kind of want to talk about that because um, I think it's important like for for us as parents to to speak and to know that we're not alone like you've mentioned loneliness and kind of I've mentioned it a little bit where I'd put the kids to bed and I would just sit on like it was my space back then this is how long I'm going back for it. <laughs> like is anybody there <laughs> it seems so tragic but that it that's kind of how it felt because you know my friends were at home with their families and things like that so it was like i felt kind of a little bit then desperate for connection but when then then the kids would go to their dad i would just i would just go out and have a have a blowout because it, and 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 just drink a weekend not really much wholesome mm. i'm just going to get drunk all weekend because i was just pushing down all this emotion mm. yeah yeah and and even around childbirth as well that can you know i know obviously we're talking around sex and relationships but childbirth the trauma of that can really kind of you can push that down can't you and and that can come out in other ways yeah um definitely like we hold trauma around that like even if you look at childhood trauma then your your children could have the trauma from from the childbirth as well because the um whatever we're going through in pregnancy will then kind of go um pass down the line into into the children so if on if we're really stressed and our nervous system is in dysregulation a lot of the time then then that will um go into our baby as well so um it's yeah when you like dig deep into trauma which which is a whole other conversation i think yeah oh yeah it is really it is um, and around um the sex side of things then what would you recommend to build sex and relationships you know after children what because obviously it's hard to get a babysitter yeah. for some people you know they don't have that option so what kind of things do you think you could do at home that would help build them connections and build them relationships because it's very easy to just scroll that's on your phone in the thing. evening at night i mean i i'm guilty that's going to be my first tip number yes. one hundred percent yeah turn your phones off and put them put them somewhere else so um if you think about sex and intimacy so there and connection so i'm big on working with people to connect with themselves others and nature so the first pillar of work with the three pillars of connection those three so the first is connection to yourself. Like, it, how do you feel about yourself? Connect to yourself in your own body. I would say, like, to women after childbirth, if you can have some time where you can do, like, a self-massage, you can do your facial, um, you can just touch yourself and, like, reconnect with your body. Like, look at your vulva, your uh, in the mirror, like reconnect with with that part of your body and your stomach and your breasts and like really connect with yourself first um, and because we can think oh god it looks different or especially if we've had tears or stitches and things like that we're going to think that we're not attractive like anymore oh what if my partner looks at it and thinks oh it's not attractive anymore but like knowing that that's really normal and and like we all go through this at some point in our lives so reconnecting and looking at your body from a different way 
and being grateful and thankful for what you have and it just changes your perspective over then your connection to self then the connection then with your partner is phones away make some time where you're you're gonna speak it doesn't necessarily just have to be about penetration and sex like intercourse it can be you've got some time together where you're sitting opposite each other and so you've got eye contact so you've got that vulnerability and it's like you know what how, how are you feeling like asking each other those deep questions and connecting that way that is going to make the sex better um, and that's going to make the sex because um, if you think about it sometimes we're just rushed so we're like oh we'll just have a quickie sort of like we're here and there but actually taking that time to connect maybe like cook each other a nice meal do some massage um as well i would suggest so things that aren't just intercourse i watched a really good podcast actually that said men's most favorable sexual act is intercourse um and women's least favorite act is intercourse (laughs) (laughs) so think of sex like yeah and, and being intimate there's so many other things that we can do to connect to each other and and have pleasure with each other so um touching each other massaging each other like kissing um hugging uh connecting through sitting opposite each other i love that because that just builds builds so much connection and intimacy between two people um and yeah like asking each other what what do you like maybe trying something a little bit different as well to keep it alive like you know what is your what is what would you like what do you want what do you like what do we ever ask each other those questions or do we just assume and just kind of do the same thing same thing over and over again which can then become boring and can just become like another repetitive behavior that we do and then then down the line our relationships become like mechanical rather than you know fun and like pleasurable right yeah yeah that's some great advice there yeah i really like that because they're all things that you can do at home and you can do once the kids are in bed um as well so that's really useful (laughs) if if they're a bit older yes you need that have have a boundary with them knock on knock on mummy and daddy's door or mum and mums or dad and dads you know parents um knock on the door and you know have that lock on there so that if, yeah. if you are kind of mid act like <laughs> they, they, they're not gonna be they're not gonna be like what are you doing which has happened to me especially if yeah especially if you're dressed up you know you know something like that. pink and like <laughs> Yeah, covered in oil of your oh, lube. It's like, <laughs> what are you doing, mommy? It's like, well, how do I explain this one? So, you know, and, and yeah. there's things like, yeah. but um, also like for the the male, the, the dads out there, the fathers, the the male parents, it's like, then the stress and the pressure sometimes gets too much, and like sometimes they they can't get an erection and things. So it's. <clears throat> 
and they're thinking and sometimes they think oh my god the, the child's going to come in so it, it, they're not in not in the headspace so they're they're stressing and then then once you're stressed like that and you're thinking about your to-do list you're, you're not going to be in the moment you're not going to be in fully in the moment so that's why i say like you know have that lock on the door it's not being horrible and locking the kids out or locking them in their rooms or whatever it, it's it's actually helping you from a really embarrassing moment that could happen and also giving you that little bit of security to say this is our this is our room and this is our safe space now and this is our space as two adults to explore and enjoy each other mm -hmm. like that yeah that's such a good idea it really is definitely with the uh the logs yeah i can understand that um so so jennifer would you uh, mind just sharing a little bit more about what you do and how you can help our listeners today and how they yeah, can find you so i have a company called luna spirit Wellbeing, and there um, i'm based in bedfordshire so i run workshops and retreats for you know all genders um, I'm LGBTQ, so I, I welcome in the L LGBTQIA plus community here. We're all welcome to come as you are, all abilities. And um, I run workshops. It's quite deep work. You probably guess from the, the kind of how I talk. It, and it's all about connection and self-discovery. And so we work with the three pillars of connection, connection to self, connection to others in collective healing um, and also connection to nature. So a lot of the stuff that we do, it works outside in like with fire ceremonies. I've got the, the cold water therapy oh, wow. um, and I've got a lovely space outside where we meditate and stuff outside. So I work with breath work. So I'm a somatic coach um, and a holistic can you explain yeah. somatic coach? Yes, this is this is quite important actually because we hear this buzzword now around, don't mm. we, all, all the time? So somatics, like really good question. So if you think of the word soma, it means body, and when say when we when we're working with counselling or something like that, we're working with the conscious mind. We're working with, oh, and sometimes the, uh, the subconscious, but we're working with up here. And we're working with how we think and how we feel to change the mindset. So, which is what I do as well. But then we really need to drop that into the body. We need, really need to get into how we're feeling. We need to discharge the emotions and the trauma from the body. So working with the nervous system and working with movement and body work as well. So an energy healing. So if you think of it's a, it's a whole person experience, it is is what I do, um, and the like the oh, it's amazing! I love it. I'm obsessed with it. It's like my passion subject, and I could talk about it till the cows come home. And so, I'm gonna give you an example. An example, um, working with the body. So, if you think of your emotions and your thoughts and feelings, if and and what I said earlier about me, I just pushed all that down into my body. Yeah. Um, if we if we go around doing this and we've got unresolved trauma, we've got unresolved emotions that that we just we just push aside through whether we have to or or whether we don't want to go there. All of that's got to go somewhere. That hasn't been 
addressed it hasn't been discharged from the body so then we get what is called dis-ease so we get pain and trauma we get pain and illness in the body so i've been we'll give you an example i've been working with somebody like with a pain in their hip so they don't know they've not had an accident it's not um musculoskeletal it's this this pain and this stiffness tightness in their hip so we we're working through body work and so I did the energy healing there and I felt like in my hand like like that pop and you felt the pop the energy moving through the body and then she cried and she was like well why I was like you don't need to know why all you need to know is that 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 emotion has been released from your body because as humans we just want to logic and make sense of everything and sometimes we need to step into the unknown and be like it's a release I've released something um and that, that's how I work <laughs> in a hmm. I, I really would it, it, you know any people listening like so find someone that's close to you to where you live I, personally I prefer to do this work in person but you can do stuff online um, it works better in person, I believe, with human connection. Yeah. So come to me or, or find someone that is like near to you that 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 does that sort of work. So energy, so energetic and somatic and subconsciously, where it works on like all those levels, it's life changing. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah, it sounds it. We have got um, a wellness category in our directory, so there may well be someone local to you. Or whereabouts are you? So Jennifer? I'm Bedfordshire. But I have people come from all over the UK to, to visit me for, for that reason. Yeah, so I've, I have people come up for the day from Surrey, uh, Manchester, uh, Leicester. Um, where else have they come from? So I've got a lady that wants to come over from America, like when she comes to visit the UK. So, you know, it, it's, <laughs> it, it's worth it. So um, I have like half day stuff and then full day stuff available. And then, you know, if you need somewhere to stay, then just let me know and I can point you in the right direction. <laughs> Sounds great. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much for chatting to us today and talking about this subject. It's been really good, really interesting. And I love the work you're doing. So we'll share all Jennifer's links underneath this podcast. And then you can just click follow her, give her a follow and also connect with her if you know, you want to work with us. So thank, thank you me. so Thanks much. Me. It's been an enlightening thank conversation. You. Oh, it really has. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of My Bumped Babies Expert Podcast. If you want to find local businesses, pregnancy to preschool businesses in your local area, visit www mybump2baby.com. Wondering what's on in your local area? Come and join our weekly newsletter where we share the classes and groups that are on in your local area. From pregnancy to preschool, we have you covered. Click the link below this podcast to receive your newsletter each week, every Sunday, so you know what's on and you can plan your week ahead.